Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, put your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is Monday, November the 18th, 2013. This is episode number 155 of Purple Mafia. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It is great to have you on board once again. Of course, today we are going to talk about the Vikings game in Seattle yesterday. Uh, sloppy in Seattle, you could say. Uh, where in the first half, both teams were sloppy. In the second half, only one team was sloppy. Yeah, we all know who that it was. A uh, 41-20 debacle. Seattle destroys the Vikings. Vikings save face kind of, sort of, a tiny bit. Get their 20 points out of it. When Matt Castle, in relief of Christian Ponder's pathetic performance... Uh, throws a touchdown pass to Jarius Wright later in the game. One of two touchdown receptions by the aforementioned Jarius Wright. Yes, sir. Well, <laughs> well, where do we go from here, right? Where do we go from here? Of course, the show will be, as per usual, a three-segment ditty. Game review in the first segment. Second segment is the preview of, well... Packer Week, yes sir, Packer Week, the preview that will also go in, uh, coincide with the NFC North Roundup, which we always like to do on this show in that second segment. And then of course the fan interaction, not as much this week, yeah, I wasn't on as much this week and that's okay with me, uh, yeah, just been super duper busy, worked about 70 hours this past week and looking to about doing the same again, yeah, uh, yeah, things are a little bit tough right now, so, um, hoping to keep this show a little bit shorter but still give you as good a product as ever just and partially i need to stop rambling so much that would that would help wouldn't it (laughs) yeah but it's but it's good ramble right it's good ramble and that's what radio is anyway but uh yeah we do have a call from mark carlson that will lead off the fan interaction really appreciate it mark carlson yep the same guy the gold star winner of 2012 last year (laughs) the overall gold star winner of that year Yes, sir. He calls in, and you will hear him for the second time on this show. His voice, that is. First time was last year, right after that gold star. So it's, it's been a while, Mark. It's been a while, but uh, great to have you on board. I believe he called in for Brave the Wild as well in the past. And I, I for some reason, it's just, I, I didn't understand how the <laughs> how the download worked, because it was a different type of what I normally get. I don't know what it is if something changed with Dylan over there, but... I apologize for that, but I figured it out now, so it's good to go. So keep calling, Mark, if you call in for Brave the Wild. I really appreciate that as well, if, if you can, <laughs> since that was a good call that you did make. All right, anyhow, to the game at hand. It was what it was. Yeah, it, it just was what it was. I predicted a pretty strong Seattle victory, and there is a pretty strong Seattle victory. It has nothing to do with them bandwagon. It has nothing to do with the fact that you want to come on here and be like, let's get that draft pick. Keep on losing. What the hell? Hello, Johnny Menzel, as we like to say on uh, as they like to say on AM fifteen hundred. Yeah, it is kind of like that because, yay! What's four wins? Four, what's a four and twelve season versus a two and fourteen? Um, uh, well, it's like okay, we saved a little pride for some of the guys on the team that probably don't deserve it anyway. <laughs> you know, because they played like like garbage most of the year. Um. I, I don't know. It's like, it's a catch-22, though. Certain teams that, yeah, they've got, like I said on last week's show a bit, 
some teams, yeah, they tank every year and they suck every year and they get these top picks and then they still suck and then they still suck and then they still suck like Cleveland and Buffalo and Jacksonville and Detroit for the longest time. They finally got better, but they're never going to, Detroit's never going to win the Super Bowl, are they? If Detroit wins the Super Bowl, I'll, 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 okay, I'm not going to go there. Uh, I don't like to do those kind of bets because watch it, watch it happen now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the way they choked in Pittsburgh yesterday, that's pretty uh, in a pretty good indicator they're not winning any Super Bowl with uh, Schwartz as the coach. But, of course, that is a NFC North deal. Let's get back to the Vikings. I'm already getting off track here. Uh, yeah, well, plain and simple, Christian Ponder was crap. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> that's stating the obvious. Uh he is not a starting quarterback in the league. That's the stating the obvious for this episode, no doubt about it. Not sure if there's an urban legend. I'll, I'll pick up on it when the time goes here. I don't even know if there's necessary. Oh, yeah, I know who it is. I know who and what it is. I'll get to it shortly. <laughs> there's actually two possibilities there. Uh, pick six ponder is back. Congratulations to pick six ponder. Did he throw his last game as a, did he make his last throw as a Viking and it was a pick six? How fitting would that be? How fitting would that be? A lot of people would agree with that, too. A fitting end to Christian Ponder's career as a Minnesota Viking was a pick six. Yes, sir. Um, I think that should be his last pass as a Minnesota Viking. It's over. It's over. Uh, he never should have been the starting quarterback. And that's all on Rick Spielman right there, without a doubt. That's why you can't put it all on Leslie Frazier, even though his coaching has been horrendous all year. You can put enough on Leslie Frazier to fire him, but you can also... Put enough. Uh, I think there's enough evidence uh, on Rick Spielman right here to have his job in jeopardy. Though general managers don't typically get fired as quickly. Um, This was his quarterback. This may not have been his coach, but this was his quarterback. So, hmm, Spielman's hanging by a thread in my mind if I'm the owner. I'm dead serious. (laughs) Uh, Let's just say if there was somebody I had in mind right now that I could guarantee would come here. If I were to fire Rick Spielman today, yeah, I I would uh, I would I, I would make that move. Let's just say that I would make that move without a doubt. If I thought he was a legit guy who would be willing to ha- to be here for a while and turn this franchise around, and somebody that I respected, somebody somebody a familiar name, a possibility out there, or like a, a power coach GM type, like a possible John Gruden, Bill Cowher type. I'm just saying, if there was that possibility out there, uh, I would be making the call to see if those guys would consider coming here if I were to fire Rick Spielman at the end of the year. That way you have you have them plan in place to fire Rick Spielman at the end of the season. I would uh, look towards that. Yes, sir. That is obviously a course on Christian, the, the draft pick of Christian Ponder and such and sticking with him and all that good stuff. A really bad pick, without a doubt. <clears throat> Matt Castle was also pretty terrible, but just not as bad. Yeah, he's just an older Christian Ponder, like I've said in the past. That's pretty much about where I'm sticking. He's just the kind of guy who's going to drive you nuts. Uh, we're actually very similar to Kansas City. The last, like for, for a while there, when they had Matt Castle and Brody Croyle. Uh, Farzine Vasugian may or may not be listening right now. The Chiefs zone, they had their first loss, unfortunately, of the year. Um... Boy, it's pretty crazy how things can turn around, though, with the right coach and, and with a, uh, an improved quarterback, we'll say. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, it's like Brody Croyle was like the quote-unquote quarterback of the future that was never was the quarterback that never was. And Christian Ponder is the same thing, the quarterback of the future that never was. <laughs> and then there's Matt Castle. Both suck, and you're going to have a rough season and all that good stuff. And, of course, there's a million other holes on the team. Chad Greenway, Chad Greenway was destroyed all day by the Seattle tight ends. There's no doubt about that. He is not a very good linebacker, and the other linebackers around him aren't helping him at all either. Desmond Bishop, of course, out for the year with an ACL. Looked like he was finally starting to get into form. It took forever off of that nasty uh, hamstring injury, and then he is an ACL. Very Josh Howard-like in the NBA. Like when the Wolves were able to, the Wolves signed Josh Howard off the street last year to come in and help with the injured Brandon Roy and stuff. And he looked pretty solid. He was starting to look pretty good. And then ACL. It's like, oh, God, it's good night. And uh, that's just the way it goes sometimes. It really is. 
Oh, boy, it sucks. Uh, Jarius Wright and Jen Carlson with very strong games overall. Wright did have two TD receptions. Uh, John Carlson for the second week in a row. Very strong. Very strong indeed. <laughs> really impressed by him. I targeted seven times, made five catches, 69 yards. Jarius Wright also only, but, but only three catches for 69 yards and two touchdowns thrown into that one. Uh, one of the stats of the week here that's a little bit frustrating Cordero Patterson, uh, it's cool. Cordero Patterson actually led the team in targets, but only caught three of them. He was targeted nine times, only caught three, but also, you know what that means. Obviously, from what you saw yesterday, Christian Ponder couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. Breaking news is it happens there. Uh, it didn't help that Christian Ponder was terrible and was missing Cordell Patterson on those passes, including one really awful one to Adrian Peterson at one point. Oh my, oh my, that was pretty bad. Pretty bad pass. It wasn't even, uh, it was basically in the exact opposite uh, area that you'd want the ball to be if you're trying to make a pass to Adrian Peterson in that position. Uh, good stuff, Christian. Good stuff. I, I don't know if it's lack of football IQ or just flat out lack of talent or both. I would lean towards C, both. Uh, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really would. Um, Seattle is all around just Jiminy Christmas. They're good. Oh. Yeah, let's talk about the Seahawks. Do, do we have to? Yeah, we do. Uh, Percy Harbin is back with a vengeance. Of course, he comes back when it's against the Minnesota Vikings. He only did make one catch, but it was a third down conversion. It was a one-hander. It was a beauty. And it was basically like, yeah, nice, nice coverage, Chris Cook. Yeah, that was easy. Percy Harbin made it look easy as all get out. Chris Cook sucks. He makes everything look easy. I can't wait till he's like off this team, quite frankly. Uh... Or he's just a backup, which I think that might be all Chris Cook is. That's on Rick Spielman again. Yes, sir. Uh, at least I think it is, right? <laughs> he wasn't the like full-blown GM yet. But, yeah, his fingerprints are all over that draft pick. Yes, sir. In fact, they pro- he probably was the main guy that took him. Uh, horrible pick. Josh Robinson, horrible pick. Asher Allen, horrible pick. Yeah, it just goes on and on and on with the cornerbacks. The guy can't draft a cornerback. Uh, Rhodes has not been doing well at all, either. He's starting to look more and more like a bust. Sharif Floyd, boy, I mean, you know, and it seemed like Sharif Floyd was the kind of guy he slipped to us, and boy, oh boy, we got lucky. No, I don't know. Um, he's probably, uh, we'll see. I'm I'm not going to, I'm not going to be too hard on Sharif Floyd yet. He's shown signs of being pretty good, but most of all, for the most part, though, he's been pretty invisible this year, unfortunately. And then you have, uh, of course, uh, Cordero Patterson, who I think is the the most talented of the three, and the most uh, interesting of the three, but um, well, we traded a lot to get him, and I mean a lot. Picked the wrong trading partner for that one, didn't we? (laughs) New England's always going to fleece you, no matter what it is. New England always wins, they just do. Okay, back to Percy Harvin, already getting off track yet again. Uh, Percy Harvin had a 58-yard kick return at the end of the half, because there was one point when it's like, that's kind of weird, the Vikings are still in the game. <laughs> what was it, like 24-13 Seattle for like the longest time. It's like, you know, we're still in this thing. Um, we'll be alright. Yeah, we're still in this thing. Yeah, okay, whatever. Percy Harvin. <laughs> Making it look easy, didn't he? He sure did. Um... 58-yard kick return late in the first half. And, uh, yep, 58-yard kick return. Lucky tackle, pretty much. Vikings barely got him. I believe it was Marcus Charles that was able to trip him up and stop him. Thank God for that. That would have been a touchdown for Percy, just like old times. But then immediately Seattle scored a touchdown. So it's like, well, you know, it's just one of those things, isn't it? Only 10 seconds remaining in the first half. In fact, actually, this play was what made it 24-13. I mean, the Vikings were within three for quite a while there. It was kind of kind of crazy. <laughs> um, actually, not quite a while, but they were within seven for quite a while. Uh, made it interesting at times. Within four, I'm just going nuts. 17-13, not three. God, okay, sorry. <laughs> but no, the Vikings were hanging on, making it look kind of interesting because Seattle was so sloppy, and then, of course, that play right there was like the beginning of the end because immediately in the second half, Seattle had an easiest pie drive that ended up with a pass from Russell Wilson to Marshawn Lynch to make it 31-13. 
Yep, Russell Wilson made an immediate pass to Doug Baldwin, by the way, to make it 24-13 at the half. And it's like he just knew it was all over. The third quarter was just kind of like screwing around forever. Like, whatever. We know we're going to lose, right? And then the fourth quarter, the floodgates opened up. Christian Ponder threw an interception. It was pretty bad. It was a horrible pass attempt, I believe, to Adrian Peterson. In fact, yes, that's exactly what it was. And then the second one was thrown right, right to, right to Walter Thurmond. Goodbye, good night. 29-yard catch. <laughs> 29-yard touchdown pass. I mean, pick six for Christian Ponder. Yeah, 38-13. Sit down, Christian, and never put that helmet back on again. Unless it's hailing out. Because, uh... Or, <laughs> or it's so cold you just want to cover up your ears, basically. Because, uh, that that's it. That's got to be it, ladies and gentlemen. That's got to be it. It's got to be it. It's not... There's no reason to be a hater. There's no... Or, I mean, yeah. There's no reason to think someone's a hater to say Christian Ponder shouldn't play another down for this team. You're not a hater if you say that. It's basically... Like, you just... <laughs> you just step on that field... Or you turn on that TV, you you sit down in your seat in the stadium, whatever it is, and you watch this son of a gun play and throw. He doesn't belong on the football field. He doesn't belong on any football field, folks. He doesn't belong on any football field. <laughs> I was about to yell and scream just now, and then it's like, no. Nah. There, there's just no reason to. You've been saying it all year, and I was even saying it late last year. Christian Ponder is not. The starting quarterback of the future for this team. End of story. Next topic, right? Basically, Matt Castle's obviously, uh, yeah, he's got a uh, player option for next year. Uh, he can let the door hit him where the good Lord split him, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Seattle, though, is all over the place, ladies and gentlemen. They, they really are. Um, just all over the place. Magnificent second half. Legit Super Bowl contender without a, without a question, folks. I mean, and if they have home field... I think Seattle's. I think Seattle's going to win the Super Bowl this year. End of story. End of story. The score does not indicate how one-sided this game truly was, folks. It, it really doesn't. Because that 23, uh, 24-13 nonsense, whatever. You know, during that third quarter, whatever. It's like, eh, you know, so what? It's 24-13. We're not going to win the game. Everybody knew it. And then it ended up being what it was. It ended up being 41-13, to 13, and then eventually a little garbage time touchdown to make the score look a little better, and that's usually how it goes in these type of one-sided affairs. Uh, congratulations, though. Jerry Estrite will be the Fran Tarkenden winner for this week. I'm actually going to give out a Fran Tarkenden winner because I love Jerry Estrite, and it was so nice to see him score two touchdowns in this game. I really like him, and, and it's cool to see him do that in a game where Percy Harvin was playing against him. Because I truly believe that Percy Harvin is the reason Jarius Wright did not see the light of day in the first half of the season last year. Because that son of a bitch, dare I say, Percy Harvin, was basically, you know, I, I think when the Vikings took Jarius Wright, he, he raised hell. Like, uh, if he plays, I'm not going to play type of thing. Because, you know, he's, there's only one slot receiver on this team. If, if, he's, if he's activated, I'm not playing, blah, blah, blah. I got to think that's what was going on. That's just that's just me talking. That's one man's opinion. This is not insider information, but I'm telling you, it's pretty telling that the minute the minute Percy Harvin went out, uh, uh, Jarius Wright suddenly was a huge factor in the offense. It was just weird. He, Jarius Wright went from a guy that didn't exist. He was an urban legend. Yeah, John Carlson and Jarius Wright, the urban legends of all year last year, were the MVPs of this team this this week. But. Um, yeah, he was an urban legend, and then all of a sudden he was a huge factor in the offense? Usually you figure a guy that just kind of comes off the deactivated list to, to finally be activated, you know, he might see a couple catch passes here and there. But no, Jerry's right. They knew Jerry's right could play, and so did Percy Harvin, and Harvin was, was saying, no way, no how. That's one man's opinion, but I'm telling you, that, that it just makes sense to me. It truly does. What more is there to say about this game? Um, eh, not all too much. It was just ugly. It's one-sided. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I'll, uh, obviously, there's going to be more to say when we get into the fan interaction. We'll continue that as we go. But for now, we're going to 
We're going to preview a uh, very different border battle this time. Uh, Yeah, the Vikings head to Lambeau Field, but a very, very different condition than last year and previous years because uh, there's no Brett Favre and no Aaron Rodgers playing. It's really strange, isn't it? It's, It's really weird. The Packers suck right now, big time. The Vikings suck right now, big time. It's uh, not going to be quite the epic battles that we saw in the past, and luckily it won't be quite the 45-7 trash we saw in 2011. (laughs) Oh, man, we saw some really entertaining games last year, though, against Green Bay. I mean, they were all good except for that gosh blank playoff game. That was crap because Joe Webb was crap. He's a fourth-string quarterback. Yeah, he is. But, uh, yeah, we're going to have a a very interesting game. And uh, there is a clear-cut quarterback on this team that should start. Find out who after this. And I think you already know, but I'm just just having fun here. So with that, we'll return after this announcement. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back here on Pearl Mafia, episode number 155, which is a reminder for all of you out there on your Apple devices, your Android devices, and of course, Windows phones and Blackberry. So for Apple, just simply have iTunes, you can put it on there. For Android, you download the Double Twist application. For Windows and BlackBerry, simply search in the store. You will find Purple Mafia, and you can listen to us on the go. And, of course, there's always thesportstuff.com, which is the flagship website for this show. Um, not affiliated anywhere else yet, but uh, probably should be somewhere. Somewhere like some Viking page. Uh, Viking pages out there, contact me whenever you can. On the Facebook page, you can contact me on Facebook. Email me at paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com, or paladinolive at gmail.com. You could uh, yeah, email me for that if you'd like, if you'd like Pro Mafia to be on your Minnesota Vikings fan page. That would be very cool if you would like that. Uh, only would help both of us out. You'd get plugged on the show, and Pro Mafia would get more exposure. We all help each other. Yes, sir. So, speaking of helping each other, well, uh, okay, there's nobody's helping anybody right now. Uh, <laughs> I'll get to the Green Bay game last, of course, because that'll go right in with the preview. That's perfect. I love how that works. Isn't that great? Uh, Chicago had a nice little battle with Baltimore and was able to pull it out yesterday. Congratulations, Dylan Richardson and other Chicago Bear fans like D. Fry out there on Twitter. Shout out to you, D. Fry. He's a buddy of Anthony Carlson, of course, related to Mark Carlson. Yes, sir, you will hear about that on Mark's call. Yeah, the Chicago Bears win in overtime against the Baltimore Ravens, the defending champions, to go 6-4. and four. The Bears still very much in the hunt in the NFC, though. They're going to have a hell of a time making it. How about them Carolina Panthers, by the way? They just won. i got to mention this right now before I forget. The Carolina Panthers, ladies and gentlemen, remember when they rolled into the Metrodome and whooped our ass. Do you, do, you, do you remember that, folks? I remember how I was like saying, man, they look like a Super Bowl team. Well, uh, yeah, they've kind of looked like one ever since. Holy cow. You know, you realize, folks, the Baltimore Ravens are 7-3. and three. The Baltimore Ravens are 7-3, and three, folks. 7-3. and 7-3. and three. They look really good. So, congratulations to them. Hopefully they can keep it up. Uh, I think the Baltimore Ravens make the playoffs, folks. They beat San Francisco. No, they didn't beat San Francisco. Yeah, they did. They did last week. They beat San Francisco last week. They now hold the tiebreaker because the 49ers lost again. They're now 6-4, and four, just like Chicago. 6-4, and four, man. I can't believe it. So much for my Super Bowl pick, huh? 
It's going to be Seattle. <laughs> it's going to be Seattle, but Carolina is going to make things very interesting here. Extremely impressed with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, as for the Chicago Bears, they are in the hunt. Uh, I don't think Baltimore is going to be a playoff team this year. Though, they will be right back in the hunt again next season. Josh McCown started yesterday and won the game for the Bears. 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 61% completion percentage. One touchdown. No interceptions. Just an okay, solid type of game. Quarterback rating right about 93. Flacco, not good. Chicago Bears defense actually looked halfway decent yesterday. But also, Flacco looked like crud. Uh, Ray Rice all over the place. All over the place on the Bears in every way. Uh, well, he ran for 131 yards. Yeah, yeah, he just was. He was very dominant for the Ravens. But outside of that, the Bears just a nice, solid game. I saw Brandon Marshall drop a gimme like third down conversion yesterday. I thought the Bears were going to lose that game, but they ended up getting it done. They got it done. Huge win for them. Congratulations for to all you Bear fans out there. It's uh. Well, all of you, uh, all three of you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, just, but just a solid game for them. Nice to see them uh, waking up. I suppose. I'll just, yeah, I don't know. I'm starting to sound like a Bears fan here. Sorry about that, but yeah, I guess it's because I seem to like. I tend to like Bears fans. They're not as obnoxious, and they tend to. I mean, I, I have Bears fan friends, of course, like Dylan Richardson. Uh, D Fry seems pretty cool. I've, I've met others also along the way. I don't know, and they just have this, they just have this 80s feel to me, I don't know what it is, and I'm such an 80s freak, it's not even funny, <laughs> okay, not an 80s freak, but just an 80s uh, nostalgist, nostalgist, there we go, <laughs> so yes, the Bears are 6-4, and four. Um, on to Detroit, or actually Pittsburgh, where they look like bees, they look like yellow jackets out there, the Pittsburgh Steelers in their just strange looking retro uniforms. Some people said they look like like uh, convicts or something running around out there in their stripes. <laughs> to me, they look like bees. You know, black and yellow, yellow, black, all that good stuff. I hate the Steelers. Oh, God, I hate the Steelers. Uh, the D- Detroit was kicking their butts, and the Lions blew it big time. They lose 37-27. to 27. Just an absolute debacle. Opportunity for the Lions to take charge of this division, and they did not do it. They scored 27 points in the second quarter, and, well, they lost the game. They just simply lost the game. Uh, up, They were only up like 20 to... Well, they were up 27 to 20 at one point. That's not a huge lead, but it's a lead. You know, a lead is a lead, folks. And the Bears blew it, or the Lions, excuse me, blew it. And it was kind of annoying to watch, because I don't like the Steelers. I think they're just, I don't know, they're just... To me, the, the Steelers are like what basketball fans hated about the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. You just get sick of looking at them. And that's pretty much how I uh, how I feel about it. Some people like them, and they're like awesome and all that good stuff. Oh, I love the Spurs, blah, blah, blah. Just like all you haters out there that hate the Miami Heat and wanted the, the Spurs to beat them. I wasn't on your bandwagon, guys. I'm sorry, I was not. <laughs> I hate the Spurs. <laughs> Look at me talking basketball. Timberwolves Explosion, by the way, is on iTunes, so do check that out. That's a basketball show, of course. Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, boy, this computer is about as efficient as the Minnesota Vikings offense with Bill Musgrave running it right now. Oh, oh my God, this computer is acting like it's from 1986. What a piece of... Okay, uh, Green Bay Packers. Wow, talking about pieces of... Of you know what S H I T okay just that was lame. Uh, New York Giants. My goodness, you can make it here. You can make it anywhere. Remember when the Giants were zero and six? They were the worst team in all of football. They were number one, the worst team in football. And Josh Freeman and Co. went into Giant Stadium, East Rutherford, New Jersey, the Meadowlands, whatever they, yeah, Meadowlands. And the Giants kicked their butts. And Josh Freeman was throwing the ball all over the place like a wild man on crack. <laughs> Josh Freeman was on crack in that game. I'm serious. It was that wild and crazy. And the Giants have, are undefeated since that day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, watch out for the team of destiny. That's the New York Giants. Every single time, you're like, oh, Tom Coughlin's going to get fired or quit. Eli Manning sucks. The Giants are dead meat. Giants are, uh, you know, yeah, they're taking advantage of situations against bad teams, 
but they've also be they've also been okay along the way. Man. They have won four games in a row, just like the Carolina Panthers. We tend to start little streaks, don't we? We tend to start little streaks, and the Giants are four and six, folks. Twenty-seven to thirteen. Packers look like garbage, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God, yes they do. Even Eddie Lacy doesn't look that good anymore. Fourteen rushes, twenty-seven yards, but he did get a touchdown. <laughs> Boy, Lottie freaking da, right? Lottie freaking da. But that's because the Packers, or excuse me, the Packers opponents, like the Giants in this case, huh, aren't all too afraid of the Green Bay passing game anymore. Even though Scotty Tolzian, Scotty Tolzian, did complete 70% of his passes for 339 yards. But he threw, but he threw three interceptions. I'm trying to think who he reminds me of right now. Who does Scott Tolzian remind me of? Like maybe Neil O'Donnell or something? Where he'd get all these yards and stuff, but he'd throw, just throw a bunch of interceptions. And it's just like, ah. You know, like people were fooled. Like, well, look at all the yards he got. Like, he's, he's, he's pretty efficient. Look how accurate he is. But then it's just interceptions, you know. I don't know. Maybe he's like Tommy Kramer in the late 80s when he started to kind of lose his touch big time. I, I don't know. Scott Tolzian is a joke. Okay, he's not a joke, but he's, he's not very good. And, um, boy, Minnesota Vikings are going to have a... Uh, it, it's going to be a skunk fest in Lambeau. That's got to suck for... It. Okay, I, I'm not crying for any Packer fan. They talk so much crap, it's not even funny. They've had Brett Favre for... They had Brett Favre for 17 years. Now they've had Aaron Rodgers immediately since. Whatever, man. They, they've had a star quarterback since 1992. The Packers have had a star quarterback since 1992, so nobody's crying. Screw the Green Bay Crackers. They'll be back next year uh, at the latest. They'll be back next year, and they'll be in the playoffs again with Aaron Rodgers, and he's the greatest quarterback in the league, and he's the, also the cockiest quarterback in the league. Um, yeah, I, nobody's feeling sorry for them. This might be one of those funny, weird, goofy games that the Vikings win. <laughs> they might win this game, which is really funny. Yeah, we might actually win this game. I'm not necessarily going to pick it, but uh, the possibility exists and persists. Um, but we're not going to win. I, I don't think so. I, I think Green Bay will squeak out this game just because it's it's on the road. Uh, I think the Vikings have nothing on their side right now. Nothing. I mean, I'm still a bit surprised that the that we beat the uh, Washington Redskins last week. Qu- quite a bit. And we just about gave it right back to them because the defense was not good at all. At all. Um, the cornerbacks on this team are just pathetic. Uh, Scott Tolzian's going to get 300 yards again, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. Scott Tolzian's going to get a lot of yards against the Vikings. Uh, Eddie Lacy will probably do better against us than he did against the Giants' front four. I, I got to think so. Um, this isn't a doom and gloom thing. I just think the Packers will find a way to win. Uh, they're due for a win, obviously. Uh, they're really bad right now, and the Vikings are really bad, but I, I think the Packers will like, win a really close one. Like, um, They're not scoring a lot, but and the Vikings are kind of up and down with the offense. I do believe Josh Freeman will start in Green Bay, and I think he has to. I think he has to. you got to start Josh Freeman next week. You just have to do it. Uh, Josh Freeman at quarterback. It's, it can't be Castle. Screw that. And Ponder should never play another down again. It's just, just, just don't put him in there anymore. Um, I think Freeman will have a better game <laughs> than he did in, in, against the New York Giants. And if he doesn't, he should just never play again either. Ever. Anywhere. Not not just not here, but anywhere. Um, I'm predicting a low-scoring, a kind of low-scoring game that's going to be just... Uh, it's going to be ugly and boring and... Uh, uh, there's going to be turnovers on both sides of the ball. Uh, once in a while, no, the defenses are both pretty bad. Yeah, they're really bad. <laughs> Eli Manning looked pretty good against them. Oh, yeah. Not spectacular, but pretty good. Even though he's having a uh, not-so-good year. I think Minnesota does not win. I think it's going to be 21-17, something like that. Maybe 24-21. 
I'll go with 21-17 because I, I, I just and watch me be wrong. Okay, 24-21 Green Bay is going to win really late in the game, like some field goal by Mason Crosby or or some interception by Josh Freeman that leads to the field goal or touchdown or something. Some nonsense. It's just we're just not going to win the game. I I don't think. The Vikings, maybe the Vikings' horrible defensive coach uh, coordinator, Alan Williams, will just give us some kind of prevent offense, like we'll be ahead or something, and Scott Talzian will march down the field at the end of the game and lead the Packers to victory. It's going to be something like that, because it just, it's just got it written all over us. It's going to be one of those kind of games. 24-21, Green Bay in Lambeau Field. Alright, so there's your NFC North roundup, and there is your... Uh, Preview for Green Bay next week. Ugly, and the Vikings will, uh, but the Vi- the Vikings will be ahead, I think, late, but we'll choke it away. That's pretty much what I'm leaning towards at this point in time. Yes, I mean it just sounds about right, doesn't it? <laughs> and that Josh Freeman will start. There we go. That that about sums it up. Uh, Green Bay is five and five. Uh, Detroit is six and four. Chicago is six and four. Minnesota two and eight. We'll be back right after this for the fan interaction. The first voice you will hear will be that of Mark Carlson from Iowa. This message is for Paladino Joey and Purple Mafia. This is Mark in Iowa calling in this afternoon on my break at work, and got to tell I got want to share a couple thoughts with you. This morning I was putting my boots on and I had ESPN on the TV, and uh, they were showing highlights of the game. Uh, a lot of Percy Harvin on the highlights, and kind of hard to take because I liked him as a Viking. Um, and uh, he, he sure looks good. So I want to wish him well. Uh, we're going to miss him. But um, and what happened with our defense? They seem to target the outside corners. Uh, roads getting burned. Uh, this seems like a lot of negative stuff. But I guess we got to play him so he, you know, he can uh, learn a little bit, making the change from college to NFL. And hopefully he steps up the game and stays on the roster. Um, other than that, I don't know. Do you want to talk about quarterback controversy? It's going to be hard, Joey, to put this podcast together. So I feel sorry for you. But, uh, yeah, Ponder, Castle, no better. Um, who next, you know? So I don't think there's a controversy. I just think there's, there's bad and, you know, it's like dumb and dumber, bad and worse. <laughs> hey, I want to give a shout out to, uh, my son, Anthony Carlson who does listen, he's on Twitter, and a shout-out to my dad, Larry Carlson. We watched a lot of uh, Viking games together. We watched the great one, Fran Tarkington, and uh, spilled a lot of popcorn. Anyway, with that, Joey, keep up the good work. I enjoy listening to your podcast a lot. Talk about I talk about it with my friends, and uh, we'll be listening. This is Mark from Iowa. School Vikings. And I thank you so much for that call, Mark Carlson, out of Iowa. Very cool. You know, such a cool guy right there. And, uh, yeah, good, good thoughts right there also. But, yeah, first, yeah, thank you so much for what you had to say about the show and telling your friends about it. I, I really appreciate that. That that does mean a lot. And, you know, it's, it's very cool to very cool to know that and know that it's very, very much appreciated for me. As you know, it, as it should be. So yeah, Percy Harvin. Ah oh, man, what a what a mixed bag that guy is. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I miss what he brought to special teams, and of course, the first half or so of the year last year, he was the MVP of the team, and like before, Adrian Peterson really broke into stride and exploded. But it's his inconsistency, his health, and always his attitude. That, that did bug me. Um, he wasn't the game-changer Randy Moss was, without a doubt. Uh, totally different type of player, so I can't necessarily expect that. But 
I do hear you about missing him being here. Uh, boy, did, you know, he looked pretty good when you had the right quarterback with him, didn't he? <laughs> he was a good one, uh, you know, and he really helped out Ponder last year when Ponder was just not very good. He would bail out Ponder. So it's just, man, Percy's a mixed bag, though, in a lot of ways. All that migraine nonsense used to drive me nuts where he'd one week he'd return a kickoff touchdown um, and then the next week he'd be out with a migraine. It's just like, come on. You know, so he used to drive me nuts. It was like a back-and-forth type of thing. The defense was uh, pathetic. Yeah, without a doubt. And it's been pathetic all year. That's pretty much, uh, yeah, that's just one of those stating the obvious type things. The defense is just unbelievable. Uh, Xavier Rhodes. You touched on Xavier Rhodes. Boy, he's not off to a good start, is he? Mm. Uh, and yes, I agree, you do have to play him, because what's the point of, like, the Chris Cooks and such, uh, to, to me, who to me, it's just, it's over, it's, it's all over for Chris Cook, I don't think he's a, he shouldn't really get much playing time in this league, he shouldn't see, see too many snaps on Sundays, honestly, Xavier Rhodes, uh, yeah, you gotta see what you got out of him, so far, boy, boy, it's not, not, not been very good, he's, he's almost like another Chris Cook, that's where it's headed, and dare I say, Neither one of them has, has an interception, though. Uh, Rhodes, obviously, has had a lot less time in the league than Chris Cook. Chris Cook is just a joke. Oh, my God. Get him out of there, obviously, if possible. If possible. If you can get some type of replacement in here, that'd be great. I would think it wouldn't take much, but right now, we don't have a better replacement than Chris Cook. Or a, a better player to replace him, necessarily, unless it's Xavier Rhodes. But, um, boy, it's... It has been a tough start for him. You were mentioning how the outside cornerbacks got burned. Yeah, they did. And uh, that's been the, one of the stories of the season in a lot of ways. Boy, I mean, mm. these guys cannot guard uh, out in the corners. No, <laughs> out on the outside. No way. The, they, they can't They can't stop anybody. There's just no doubt about that. And, of course, no Harrison Smith to help out the safety. He's just not there, obviously due to due to turf toe, one of the most irritating injuries of all time. Um, it's just boy, oh boy, oh boy. And yes, it is a hard podcast to do, uh, partially because my <laughs> partially because my schedule is really tough, especially right now in November. It's really bad every year. It it sucks, and it's it's hard to do it right now this minute. But um, it's a fun podcast to do. I I do enjoy it, but it's it's hard at times and. I started in 2008 with a podcast. Uh, yeah, we won the division, but it was like the weakest division champion ever. I, I did not like that team at all. 2009 was really the only year that was really, really just like, put your feet up and enjoy. I mean, I had so much fun that year. It wasn't even funny doing this show. 2010 was just upsetting, depressing, all that good stuff. 2011 was a lot like this year, except not as bad, believe it or not. In some ways, it was as bad because like Griffin was pathetic. Uh, what's his name? Cedric Griffin was pathetic. Yeah, I already forgot his name. Uh, just pathetic. He couldn't guard your mother. Uh, boy, oh boy. 2012 was kind of fun, but then it was just like, it was kind of an empty fun because you kind of figured, well, they're not going to make it. And then they actually did, but it was like very short-lived. All that good stuff. I shouldn't go over it. It was kind of funny how you said dumb and dumber because, yeah, that's kind of a good way to describe this team. That might be the title of the season for 2013, Dumb and Dumber. I, I, I like that. I had to mention that. Ah, uh, boy. Love that call. Thank you so much, Mark. Keep keep calling. Very cool. Very cool indeed. So let's get to some other fan interaction. I'm sure you'll hear from Mark Carlson on here again. Um, I was talking about that. I, yeah, I, I really wish, really wish that... Uh, I mentioned Happy Veterans Day to those of you out there because it's, just, uh, it's something I like to do every year on this show, especially. It just seems like the perfect show to do it. I mean, I should do it on all three, but sometimes Brave the Wild and Timberwolves Explosion kind of bounce around with their releases, especially Brave the Wild. But uh, finally being consistent about that one for like the first time in a while. Uh, this one's always been consistent, though, and um, I do apologize that I didn't acknowledge Veterans Day on the previous show. Mark Carlson said that, uh, thank you, Joey. Your thoughtfulness and respect for our nation's military was duly noted last year and carries over. I salute you. Skull, Mark from Iowa. 
Thank you very much for that. Uh, Brent was teasing me about saying that he's going to move to Wisconsin because I forgot. <laughs> it was funny and become and change his name to Carl Gerbschmidt. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh man, Carl Gerbschmidt. Yep, KFN Dan Barrero show. Oh, yes, sir. He doesn't need a plug, but he but that that bit kind of is is funny though. Just for those of you wondering what the heck that came from. That's what it is. It's like a made-up, goofy Packer fan, but uh, probably not too inaccurate to what Packer fans really are like. <laughs> uh, um, but no, for the veterans, for the ones that have, uh, you know, they lost their lives fighting for this country for many years, over the course of many years, many different wars, many different uh, operations out there, all the way, dating all the way back to the 1700s when to the Revolutionary War all the way back that far ladies and gentlemen I'm going to give them all a moment of silence thank you again to all of you all the way back to the days of George Washington and even before him <laughs> yes sir yes sir without a doubt and all the way up to today all the way up to today alright so on to Facebook yes sir and I would have liked to have done that on last show, but hey, I still got it in. Uh-huh, I still got it in. Yes, I did. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. I ripped uh, Fox for having terrible HD quality. Yes, uh, they do have terrible HD quality. And so does ESPN and ABC, because they, they are stuck in the 720p mode, which I don't understand. That's about 10 years old, if not even longer, like dating back to 1999-ish. 720p, and we still can't just get to 1080p, or 1080i, since they refuse to have 1080p on TV, which I don't understand. Seems to only be on video games and DVDs, or Blu-rays, excuse me. Don't understand it. It's freaking weird. Especially, like, you want to watch sports, and the best they're going to give you, oh, here's 720, too bad. Oh, well, CBS has 1080, but it's like the weakest 1080 of all time. It might as well be 720. I mean, it looks like 720 to me. It sucks. Uh, the only 1080p that looks 1080i, whatever, that looks good is NBC, and that's NHL hockey. Thank God for that, at least. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, it was funny because the game started out, there was some kind of error going on. Those of you may have noticed it, it was in SD for a short time. It was kind of weird, um, but they corrected it, and then it was back to good old 720p. Yay. All right, uh, Bright McCarthy was saying, okay, they can take Ponder out. He, he couldn't hit the, a bull in the ass with a, with a scoop shovel of shell corn. Oh, my. <laughs> yep, that was funny. Oh, boy. It was out back and forth. Uh, Brent Jacobson is saying he's out in Seattle, but unfortunately not at the game. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I was making fun of the situation, how, like, winning in Seattle is about as easy as climbing Mount Everest on a unicycle, especially this year, folks. Seattle's going to the Super Bowl, guys. I've said that enough, haven't I? But it's, like, plain and simple. Brett McCarthy saying uh, that I got that right about the unicycle thing. Keep a key P going in the mix. And Toby, we got a chance. Marcos is saying, I got lost in Seattle. I get lost in Seattle. So confusing. Brett McCarthy saying, Musgrave, you need to go. <laughs> I like that. And because he does. Heather. Heather saying, anything but Fox is low is low in quality. Anything by Fox is low in quality with the exception of a few shows. <laughs> uh, I think most TV is low quality, by the way. Just so you know, I think most current TV is low quality. In fact, just about everything. <laughs> that's, that's me, though. I'm pretty, uh, yeah. Pretty, let's just say I'm pretty selective and I, I have a different type of standard than maybe the average uh, worldly person out there. Okay, uh, Brett McCarthy saying, uh, where was he saying? Where have the Purple Mafia show, <laughs> where has the Purple Mafia show been all day? Time to clean out the ships starting at the top. Whoa, what's he saying? Look at this guy. Time to clean all the ships starting at the top. Does he mean me or does he mean the Vikings? Hmm. I hope he means the Vikings themselves and not me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brent was saying he's planning on recording a video, but he didn't put it up. What the heck? Malcolm's saying that Ponder is Ponder. Our young D-linemen played okay. Time to put in our young linebackers. 
and completely revamp our TVs. Yeah, that's really good, uh, Malcolm. That's a silver star for Malcolm. Malcolm's going to get the silver star for the week. Not sure what Brett, Brett meant there, Brett McCarthy. I hope you weren't uh, saying that uh, time to clean ship about Purple Mafia. I hope you meant about the Vikings there. I really hope that. <laughs> I'm not sure. If you could clarify, I'd appreciate that. I really would. Only a couple more here, guys. Only a couple more. Um, Sebastian Balls. Yes, remember Sebastian Balls, ladies and gentlemen. Purple Mafia Hall of Famer saying that, uh, so I have relocated to Seattle, and I believe I'm going to the game Sunday. Skull. So I'll be Sebastian from Seattle on the show. On the show now. Yep, so he is Sebastian from Seattle. So Sebastian from Seattle. Yes, sir. So will be my buddy Paul Caniff. Yep, Paul Tuniverse Caniff. Old friend since 1999 is relocating to Seattle. Mark from Iowa saying, looking forward to the game today. Not expecting a win, but there's always the unexpected. Like the Steelers handing it to the Lions right now. And those uniforms. Oh, man. Who signed off on that idea? The whole team looks like convicts. Mark (laughs) from Iowa. Yeah, I think they look like, uh, I think they look like, uh, Wasps, yes, sir. Mark Carlson is saying how Rhodes kept falling down, falling behind, and oh, Lynch in the end zone. Bet they target Rhodes a ton today, yes, sir. Mark Carlson was saying they look like, or excuse me, Larry Carlson was saying they look like little squirrels, yes, sir. So welcome to the family, Larry, yes, sir. Welcome to the Pearl Mafia family, obviously a member of the Carlson family. Larry Carlson, yes, yes, sir. Very cool, the senior member of that family there. Welcome aboard. Hope you listen to the show. Uh, appreciate your uh, commenting on there. Mark Mark was saying welcome to the family to him. Couldn't believe they let Seattle <laughs> with seconds to the half. Yeah, that's for sure. Because that's what happened. It was uh, That was a really, really bad, bad, bad finish to the first half. Only a couple more here, guys. Just about wrapping up. Uh, Ponder was, or excuse me, Ponder. Yeah, Ponder's interception, yeah. <laughs> Mark Carlson is saying, can I dub the popcorn bowl out now? And I would pretty much say yes. I would pretty much say yes. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Um, Yeah, Tavares Jackson got in there. I didn't even mention that, and that was a joke. <laughs> he actually looked okay out there. It was hilarious. It really was. Um, Mark is saying, I picked the Seahawks to go all the way, besides many Minnesota players on the roster for Seattle. So... It's an easy choice. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, would be kind of cool to see. Well, no, I won't say that. I won't say that. That would be cool to see them necessarily go to the Super Bowl, but maybe they will. We'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, uh, it'll be cool for some of the guys to get there. I'm I'm not as high on Percy Harvin as some other people, I guess. Not, not as high. I don't like the way he handled things. Uh, we'll wrap things up with Tony Coleman, who I think is going to get one of the stars here. He, uh, yeah, I like what he had to say here. Where is it? Here we go. He says, what a sad display. The Vikings can't close on a deal on first and goal against the their backups. NFL draft, here we come. Yep, that's a bronze star for Tony Coleman. Tony Coleman with a bronze star and Mark Carlson with a great call and all over the place on this show today. Gold star for Mark Carlson. <laughs> Yes, sir. Great call. Great comments. Uh, Tony, great comment as well, though. I mean, usually if you get a star, it's just a fantastic comment. Really, really uh, appreciate what all of you guys brought to the table. Hope all is going well. Hope we can get more interaction next week. Um, Even though it's like, it's nice actually this, well, maybe it's actually nice that it was a little bit lower this week because I am beyond tired. I haven't been working my butt off. Hopefully I'm giving you a decent product this week. In fact, a well above average to great product. I'm still going to do the best I can to give you the best product I can give you here on Purple Mafia without a doubt. I I don't want to slack off and be lazy. I want to always work hard and sound like, you know, somebody who deserves to be (laughs) be hosting this show. I don't want to be somebody that you just want to get the hell out of here and unsubscribe and all that good stuff. It's it's been a tough year. It's been a tough year. Uh, Dave Martin from Scotland, yes sir, says he just caught the podcast from last week. He uh, he said, good as always, did not watch that game until Saturday night. Don't do Thursday night games. <laughs> 4.30 finish, not for me. LOL. Yeah, I can understand that because obviously the time difference is not easy for 
those out there, for those of you out there that uh, would have to deal with that. Uh, I don't blame you at all, as long, long as you can uh, pick it up again somehow later, I suppose. Uh, he's saying, unless we're 7-1, and one, no shock. We wanted to screw up the draft, but let the chips fall. Don't see luck in the draft, yeah. A a luck in the draft, yeah. I see you. I, I hear you there, Dave. And Dave is always one of those, yeah, he always deserves like a star. Shit. You know, I, I feel bad. Gosh, I always feel bad. And, man, I should give him like a gold star, man. He's always... <laughs> he says, it's clear our offensive coordinator is a problem using two tight ends. Charleston proved he can still play, so why did he not get more before? That's a really good question there, Dave. That is an incredibly good question because John Carlson was invisible until the last until last week. Dead serious. That is an awesome question, Dave, that you bring up. Um, he's saying he has to say the game was enjoyable to watch. Good thing here. I can avoid results for four days. He's going to watch Monday's game. Yeah, and by the way, this is the Twitter account. I hope I mentioned that. It's at Purple Mafia Show. At Purple Mafia Show. Um, we're going to hear him from Justin Rochester to wrap things up here very shortly. He says he's happy that Ponder is helping us tonight. Could be back in the race for second pick. <laughs> Great plan tonight, playing Ponder. Yes, sir. Leslie Frazier's job must be safe. Let's get that third goat sea chickens. Uh, what the bleep am I saying? It's a, <laughs> Justin and Rochester saying Greenway getting torched by the tight ends. Stop me if you heard this. Yeah, that's for sure. That is for sure, man. Uh, he was teasing me. Yeah, we were laughing back and forth a little bit how he was saying... Uh, Funny that he tweeted me right about right then about the defense, and I was saying hi to him. Jake Severinsen. Yep. I, yeah, we got, he was saying bingo to when I said this team is annoying to watch. And, yeah, it is annoying to watch. Boy, there's a lot of people on here. I, I didn't realize how many interactions there are. Where'd all this come from, huh? <laughs> Carl O'Neill was saying that uh, this should also be Castle's last game, not just, uh, not just Ponders. I can't blame you there. Um... I can't blame you at all. Castle's been terrible. <laughs> it was perfect how literally right when Carl O'Neill, at Carl O'Neill, by the way, Carl underscore O'Neill, if you want to give him a follow, give him a little bit of a uh, little bit of love there. I uh, saying, yeah, he spoke with little with a little prophecy. Literally right when Carl O'Neill tweeted that to me, Castle threw an interception. Yep, <laughs> boy, there's more on here than I expected. Wow, I, I thought was, <laughs> I need more to drink watching this. That's funny, Dave Martin. Oh, man, it's just um, mm-mm. all kinds of stuff on here. Last last one of the day here. Dave Martin saying, add T-Joke, and you've got four Viking, Viking backup quarterbacks in the same place. We can sure pick them. We can sure pick them. Two and eight. What a state. Mm. Yeah, man, that's tough, isn't it, Dave? I always love what you have to say, though. Never stop. Never stop tweeting. I, I love you, Dave. Love you. <laughs> Very much appreciated. Um, I like the energy from from those of you out there that that tour that tweet and post and all that good stuff. Todd Vandermeer missed you this week out of Indiana. Maybe he had to work. Uh, a lot of us have to work on the weekend. It seems like just because you know that's just how it is. This is the way it's the way the economy is nowadays. So I mean, I'm I'm one of them, folks. Trust me. Not all the time, but uh, I'm you know there are times you have to work on the weekend. That's just the way it goes. Uh huh. So yeah. Hope all is well for those of you out there. Uh, this weather is getting weirder by the minute. It's 50 degrees. It's 16 degrees. It's 50. It's 16. It's windy. It's raining. It's raining. It's windy. It's raining. It's raining. It's raining. It's windy. It's snowing. It's windy. It's snowing. It's raining. It, I don't know anymore. This is some bull crap. And those of you would say, oh, it's Minnesota. What do you expect? Uh, it's actually even weirder than it had, than it was in the past. And trust me, it drives you crazy when you got to work outside. So just thought I'd close the show with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, the Vikings have a chance to win in Green Bay, though to some people's due to some people's chagrin, I'm sure. If you want a draft pick, which I'm one of them, but it also feels good to win a game once in a while too. It's not fun watching a team lose 45 to seven, uh, but it's like uh, it's like one of those moral victories. Woo! When we actually do win. It's just like, where do you go from here? You just you just let the ships fall where they may, I suppose, like uh, Dave Martin said. That's about the way it is, isn't it? 
Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Sorry for going on and on a little bit there at the end, but that's how it goes, right? That's, that's, uh... Yeah. Well, what do you want me to? What I mean, what what else should I say? It's just how awful this guy is, and how awful that guy is. It's not a state of denial, and it sure is absolute heck not homerism in any way. If you think I'm a homer, you're nuts. Uh, another guy that I missed a little bit this week too, Dave Hickey, Dave Hickey, and Todd Vandermay. Wow. Ouch. Hope hope you guys are still uh, listening and still uh, going to be posting again at some point. Hope I didn't piss you off or something. I'm sure not, but I hope not, just in case. All right, so thanks again, everybody out there. Do tell a friend. Do rate Purple Mafia on iTunes. Would be appreciated. There is that phone line. The number, actually, is 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Mention what show you're calling in to, which is Purple Mafia Show. And you will be on, just like Mark Carlson was, here in the fan interaction segment. All right, so... We'll be back next week, ladies and gentlemen. Try to stay sane out there in this weather and this economy. Do take care. We'll be back to review Packer Week. 